Hello, everyone. This is me. This is Luke, your host. (laughs) You're not the host. Hey, everyone. I started off and I ended. This is Luke. That's what the host. Your favorite host of the LA podcast. All right. That's second up over there, Aaron. If you want to call him that. Uh, Call him my name. We're over here in the middle of a podcast that we work hard on. And we want to ask you to please like and subscribe to help with the YouTube algorithm. Can I restart? I'm going to restart. This is me, Aaron Ranson, coming to you live as the host and the only host of the LA podcast with your boy Luke, technician whiz, host of the LA podcast. Aaron might have hit his head. A great friend. And I'm here sitting here looking at this prepaid Visa card, wondering (laughs) is this enough money to get you to subscribe? What will make you subscribe? Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. It helps with the YouTube algorithm. If you like the video, if you comment, we need help. I'm not saying I'm necessarily gonna take some time and like away. I'm not saying I'm necessarily gonna give this money away, but I think there's a chance that I might if you press that subscribe button. So Please. Do you want a chance at money or do you want no money? Some money's better than no money. Maybe we'll maybe we'll take our pants off and dance on the table. Share it snacks. Luke's offering up some things. I'm offering up some things. But at the end of the day, you will have a chance. I'll go Brazilian to gain something. If you like if our you video, subscribe and like and comment. Please. Please enjoy the rest first. of the podcast. Aaron, when's the last time you saw a man get hit by a train? You know, I don't recall the last time. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to have to start doing that to our audience members who don't like and subscribe. (laughs) Wow. I'm all out of coffee. Hmm. You know what I'm not all out of? Hope. (laughs) You will subscribe to our podcast. (laughs) And a belief in humanity. (laughs) That one day, you will... Do what we need you to do. Subscribe, please. Listen, Army, Aaron and I are both in our mid-20s. We're knocking on having a family's door. We're on our quarter century here. We might need to raise kids soon. How are you going to raise kids with a podcast with 50 views and <laughs> per episode and barely any subscribers? Can't. Won't. So if we we're need- not... If we're, if we're not... Over 51 subscribers by the next time I check, I'm not going to raise my kid. And that's on you. Thank you. That's on you, LA Podcast Army, because our kids are important. But you know what else is important? Subscribing to the LA Podcast. They pretty much go hand in hand at this. Women and children around the world. Support them. And support the LA Podcast, because we're very pro-woman and child. And at the end of the day... If you ask us who should survive a pandemic, it should be women and children. I'm not going to say that subscribing to our podcast is going to help women and children around the world, but it won't hurt them. Absolutely not. So just do it. Subscribe. Show some balls. Put your money where your mouth is and put your clicker on that red button. Hello, everyone. Um, This is your LA host and your LA co-host. It's crazy that the co-host And we are offering up our bodies. If you click like, if you click subscribe. Nothing has been agreed to by me. We will both put on dominatrix gear and let a woman come over here and just abuse us for hours. If you like our video. Luke's a submissive. 
But you know what you need to submit to? The idea of subscribing to the LA podcast. And liking, because it helps with the YouTube algorithm and we're the bad boys. Yeah. Which ties back to the dominatrix stuff. You've been a real bad boy. (laughs) We know everyone who watches the show loves the Amazon forest, enjoys going in the ocean. I mean, I know I do. At least I did when I was a kid. Yeah. But guess what? They're dying. You know what else might die if you don't like and subscribe to our podcast? Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Censorship is on. It's running rampant. So just take five minutes out of your day, five seconds, and click like if you support the oceans, if you support the Amazon. And I'm not talking about the delivery service. I'm talking about where the trees grow and the monkeys swing. Wow. Like it. Live it. Love it. The LA Podcast. You know what I'm pent up about? Being stuck in my home. It's hard to like things when you're stuck in your home. But you know what's not hard to like? Playboy magazines and our podcast. You can jack off to both. Depends what you're into. Oh, people, people, people. We talk about all the time we have. And you know what doesn't take a lot of that time up? Click and subscribe. And like. Helps with the algorithm. Give us a comment. Give us a subscription. You subscribe to magazines you don't read. Why not subscribe to a podcast you might not watch all the time? Or you could watch it all the time. And then you definitely have to subscribe. This is the swimsuit 1990s edition of podcasting. Most people like it. Some people think it's inappropriate. Others think it's more appropriate than other things. But this one has gone off the rails. At the end of the day, I'm going to throw it to Luke because I'm out of words. You know what fits on this here... External hard drive. All my footage of monkeys wearing dresses. A lot of things fit onto it. Mm-hmm. And you know what would fit into your life? A subscription to the LA podcast. Mm-hmm. Because we're like a glove, baby, and not the one at the OJ trial. This one fits, and it fits well. So if it fits, you must acquit, and you must commit to subscribing. Listen, here at the LA Podcast, we believe in keeping the subscription. Not aborting it, not plan B. We want to keep it. Yuck. We want to put it in there, shoot it in there, and keep that thing. Let it grow. Comment, like, grow our following. Like <laughs> a baby growing inside of a, a pregnant mother. A Strong mother. And here's the thing. Our fan base can be both. Pro or anti. But we prefer pro. I don't have a preference. Neither do I. But you did just say you did. Have a I have a preference to pro <laughs> subscription. Subscribe. <laughs> There's been a lot of laughs and a lot of serious things that we've talked about on the podcast. But a lot of laughs. And I think another serious thing that we do have to think, that's no laughing matter, is a subscription to the LA podcast. What the fuck, people? If you, Subscribe. And if you laugh. <laughs> the first 50 is the hardest. We're there. Be one of the next 50. It's going to be a snowball effect now, folks. Get in on it. Get in on the fun. 
<laughs> oh my god. You know what, Luke? What? You know what I've always thought? I know what you think. What do you what do I think? Mostly about your best days as a teenager. Haikus. What else? Pushing on your taint while you orgasm. And you know what's up there with all of those things? Is a subscription to the LA podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you liked one of the previously stated things that Luke said, you may like the LA podcast. Give it a subscribe, comment, and like. (sighs) You know, Luke... (sighs) there's a lot of things that I think about when I think of the LA Army. Mm -hmm. One of them is commitment. Another one is joy. You know what gives me great joy? Seeing that subscriber tick go up and up. Mm -hmm. Every time I see it, I get that little flutter of butterflies in my stomach that reminds me I'm human. And at a time like this, I think we all need that. So get that feeling and fucking subscribe to the LA Podcast. Are we... Three, two, one. Welcome to the LA Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Ranson. There's your boy, Luke Mitchell. Why don't you go ahead and bring that mic closer to your face? You just did get a nice bassy sound. You just did the sign of the cross. Is that what you did just I? did? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I, you used to think it was yeah, this? Jacob asked me to do the or the sign of the cross. I did this, <laughs> and then I learned quickly that that isn't it. And I said, I don't give a shit. Whoa, man. what is this? There's a lot of people. I respect there. religion. Hey, I respect you. I respect beliefs. <laughs> but if you want to get, what do I have to do with your heavy? You Bible thump yeah. like none other. I'm I come over here and you I'm have candles door. lit. I'm a door to door guy. <laughs> yeah. I like to spread the news. If you aren't going door to door, it doesn't count. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of uh, your penance to God. You have to, you have to spread His news, or else you could be in trouble in the afterlife. Right. What kind of news is he into spreading? Um, I mean, he's got he's got old news. He's got new news. There's two testaments if you didn't know about it, and there's just news in both testaments that you really have to get down before like the end of your time. So. I mean, I have it down, so I have nothing to worry about, but I'm a little worried for my co-host. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find... Speaking of news, though, you saw something pretty funny on uh, Reddit that I didn't even know happened. I, I'm I'm normally the guy that's staying up to date with politics and, and all those kinds of things, but you've been enlightening me ever since you got here. So, Luke, tell us what's happening and maybe uh, put it on the screen I, so that we can see a little visual. I'm trying to find it right now. Basically, there's a sub... Tim Pool. Uh, I follow him now on YouTube, and I watch his uh, Timcast and his news reports. Cause I don't know, he's he's well read. He reads a lot. Fucking, he puts out like six new clips a day of him looking into new news stories. And one of them was um, talking about a Reddit, uh, a subreddit called Politics. But I don't Reddit think politics. it's not politics. It's something else. And I, I and. I thought it. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to find which follow, subreddit it was right now. I follow Reddit politics, and I I haven't seen anything like that. Let me just see here. Is it the Donald? No. Check the Donald. Just just double check it. Okay. So essentially, what Luke described to me is because of the algorithms and the moderators on Reddit. Which, if anybody who hasn't used Reddit, 
Um, each page has a certain theme. So this one would be Reddit politics. And this page has certain mon like moderators. So it's kind of like community enforced what can and can't be on those pages. So the issue with the this whatever page that we're trying to Luke's trying to find is that apparently it's skewed completely left and anything that was slightly positive about the Republican Party or about Donald Trump's administration was getting either taken off or not promoted, kind of like how we aren't promoted in certain uh, uh, avenues of the internet. The bad boys uh, of podcasting. Yeah, the bad boys of podcasting. That just happens when you're a bad boy. Uh, nothing we can really do about it except keep being bad and stay into our <sighs> reputation. I just kicked the table underneath, if anybody heard that. Um, but yeah, so what's been happening is they've been taking all these stories down and it's claiming to be a non-biased news platform, but that is driven through like it's driven through what people like because you can sort it from hot, new, top. So you can see what kind of news uh you can filter the news however you want based on these sites and uh, and Reddit has taken a big, big left stands. turn. Yeah, Huge. They, taken a stance I mean, the CEO right. ha has publicly announced that he uh, was it. I think it was him who changed someone's post when they were talking about Trump. He went in and changed their post, and it's like that's kind of weird for a multi-billionaire CEO to be like. Yeah. See, this is where like this is where I think the lines get blurred a little bit because I don't I. I think a lot of people are so absolutist these days where it's just like, you're either this or you're that. We're like, I am not a Trump guy by any means, but I'm a free speech guy. And I'm a, I'm somebody that promotes or like would like to promote on this platform, um, freedom of speech and, uh, the idea that, um, these things can be culturally enforced instead of like legislatively enforced, um, and things of that nature. So I believe that these posts should be kept up but by the merits of the community that they're posted, they'll be either upvoted or downvoted. And that's just the way it is. Like that's, that's real freedom of speech. Um, I, 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 and, and I, I just don't believe that these kinds of things should be taken down just because it doesn't agree with your ideology. Um, and if it's fake news, you can label it like the moderators can literally label it as fake news underneath Totally. thing they don't have to remove it so like that's what the moderator is there for the moderator is there not there to skew posts left or right or skew things towards their own political ideology it's there to moderate whether things are true or not mm -hmm. so what's been happening on this website is a lot of people have realized this and they've started Instead of posting, here we go. Social media companies are biased, and the far left bias is destroying can I, can I them in many thoughts? ways. Yeah, sorry, no, I just, I didn't think it was. Probably continue to grow <laughs> sorry, listeners, that was a mistake by me. We've seen the. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. Instead of posting these uh, pro Republican or or pro Trump posts, they're just posting like the most obscene, like crazy videos and like 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 pornographic material and just things that are just clearly trolling yeah, and things that are like, like they're like, Hey, look at, yeah, since nothing matters anymore, yeah. upvote this potato. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like yeah, you'll hear exactly. him explain this. So like the whole, like apparent, whatever page Tim pool has been talking about apparently has just been 
run rampant with these shit posters because and, which the, what, is hilarious what happens is it, like, when you don't hear both sides of yeah. an argument people start start to get annoyed and frustrated and it's very evident now that one side ho- holds a lot more pull in the media and online mm-hmm. and i think when you start to cut off people's voices things like this can happen <laughs> and then and then you also have the people on the outside of it where like it might have started with right wing activists like trying to be like like trying to prove a point but then this is the fuck this is the internet we're talking about so then the people like me or you who aren't like i don't really like i don't really condemn anyone for their political views I just think it's really funny to like fuck with pe- like the moderators of this page. So I would probably end up posting some crazy shit on there just for fun because it's funny. Like it's just something that's funny. Yeah, they're just so dogpiling. It's just to ca- catch on exactly. It's a it's like a snowball effect. And that's what the internet they're like the kings of just being like here's a funny thing yeah. we can It's like when people were doing interviews and there was like fucker right in the pussy. Like, yeah. that's the ultimate version of this on a major scale. The internet is the ultimate, like, can't take anything seriously platform. Yeah. Like, it's like a pandemic happens or, like, World War Three almost happened with, like, Trump invading the South China Sea. <laughs> and Or, like, and then we were making World War Three memes and making jokes about it online. And it was like, this is actually a really serious situation. Yeah. <laughs> but people, like, that's how people deal with it. And I, I, I totally subscribe to that. If you need to deal with a stressful situation with humor, by all means, go for it because that's the way I usually do it. And I'm not going to lie. Whether I, it's healthy or not, that's just the the best way for the, that I deal with stressful situations. I make a joke of it. Dude, look at this. World politics now. I'm on the website. Look at this. Okay. Okay. So it's, so um, you need to be 18 or over to view this community. Watch what of, I hit. Yes. I'm going to blur it now, <laughs> yeah. but th- I'm just showing here and there's a mi- like 1.3 million people on the subreddit. So imagine you haven't been on Reddit for a while. You're like, why is this 18 plus? Like, are they talking about something crazy? Yeah. Even better. <laughs> so so the title of World Politics has like a Japanese anime girl and both the O's are her nipples. <laughs> uh, and if you go down, you'll see like oh, enough so this, boobs. So this would have had to have been done by the moderator. So <laughs> here we go. It, yeah. No, no. Yeah, because they set the, the top picture. Maybe. So one of the one of the moderators is on done with this. Yeah. But yeah, look at this. Like there's like dogs with different color eyes and I shit. Think, I think the I, move up, go up. I think the moderators would have to be the ones that change that like header photo, like the the top photo. Yeah, 1.2 so like, million members. Somebody would have had to do that. This, I mean, it's it's funny that I mean I would have liked to see what it looked like before the reaction, <laughs> yeah, like, like just to get the full effect. And like some of the, some of the nudes are just so casual, like business casual, like it's so weird. Keanu Reeves, and then beside it, it says "Not safe for work," yeah. and it's just him like black and white, just looking good. <laughs> What the hell? It She's looks trying like to find her contact. This lines. honestly looks more like 4chan at this point. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Like, who is that? Is that the czar? Nicholas? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Kaiser <laughs> William. <laughs> about- Dude, there's a girl's ass with a burger patty in it, yeah. fully dressed. Put up, put up a picture of Kaiser William. Oh man. Third. Look, I I just gotta, like, it's insane. Yeah, so this is uh this is peak internet. Enough is, trash. Upvote yeah. dog in a party hat. This Not is, safe for work. Yeah, this is peak internet shit. Just like the rise okay, of all. Sorry. I'm tired of your crap, and we're gonna hit you with a fucking 
truckload of shit <laughs> yeah right in your and face you know what the pro- the problem is is like it's hard to get angry at, at that situation because i feel like we are just ransacked with bullshit all day long on both sides and uh, like at push a, the roadcaster towards me a little bit and a certain point this is really it, it's it's hard to form a valid opinion on either side because it's you're just hearing such nonsense over and over and and I'm kind of happy that people are just kind of being like, you know what? Like enough of this bullshit. I'd rather see a pair of tits than hear this nonsense. Well, I mean, I think if given <laughs> the option, that's most most people most people would would agree. But I, I also think I'm just kind of I'm just kind of like I've, I've been forming it like I've been trying to form an opinion on this whole situation, and I just can't anymore. Mm-hmm. And like I, it's splitting my head and it's killing me. And I'm like, I'm so done with it and I'm exhausted. It's affecting my writing. It's affected me mentally. And it's like, I'm just the last done. Two times you've been here, you have come in hot. Dude. It, it, and he it, walks in. It, and and I'm, I'm usually not that type of person. Your guy, Luke Mitchell, the last two times he introduced, he, he interrupted me watching the Jordan doc with, uh, what was it? It was something like, <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember. <laughs> Something yeah, it was nuts. like something like something like they're introducing uh, oh oh vaccine passports yeah 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 L- but Luke, that's some shit to get pissed oh, off about hundred percent but like, how many people but, can't get immune to fucking my point. I know but I'm my coming in hot my point isn't my point isn't that it should or shouldn't be paid attention to my yeah. point is just like I've never seen you like this like where you're just you you like the last two times I've seen you like you've been doing some deep dives I think I think right into right into some serious content yeah and you're you come in hot and you almost overwhelm me with it like because you're you're passionate you're passionate i know you've got a lot of you've got a lot of passion in those loins and you bring it to this podcast and that's why i appreciate it yeah but at the same time when i'm watching jordan don't hit me with that politics shit yeah because he's the goat it's you know what you know what it was i my i got red pilled and it opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and I found a lot of things interesting. But then when you let that consume you and you watch it all day long, you start getting upset at things that you shouldn't get upset about because as of right now, we live in a free country, but like it can affect you down the line if you're not aware of it. Like a lot of people are unaware of a lot of shit and I think they're just like, yeah, the government knows best, but it's like, do they do though? Think people, do you think people still hold that 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 view? Clearly, they do. Do you? I think. Or do you they, think that's just what they're used to, and they're not willing to make the effort to change? I don't. It? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like I need to like relax. Because I, I don't. I'm I forming. Lean towards that more. I. I don't. I think trust in government and trust in media is at an all time low because there's so much information available. But I do think that it does. Like, this is why. I, I, and see, I always come back to Andrew but Yang. You but like say people, that, but at the same have, time... People have smaller and like more pressing issues on their hands. If they can't pay for fucking groceries, they're not going to worry about changing the system. Right. They're going to worry about, how am I going to feed my kid? And that's where we're at week. right now. It's like... like They're not going to worry about like you know what, like, there's campaign finances that are, there. there's campaign, fi- like, th- we should have campaign finance reform, we should have term limits on congressmen, we should have all these things, and these should all be national topics, like, world, like, like, topics that everybody's talking about, but, like, at the end of the day, you can't focus on something more broad and a bigger, in a, in a bigger sense, when you have these pressing, small, personal issues 
Like, I can't even keep a roof over my head. Yeah, something Mike and I were talking about was, like, more people are worried about Canada's budget and and yeah. if they're well, if they're said. positive or negative and it's like dude you can't even you can't even keep your own credit down what are you worried about mm-hmm. the fucking government's credit yeah. it's like yeah. half the people in this country are in debt it's a it's a fear-mongering talking point it's one of those things where it's used because it's something that everybody can understand everybody understands debt mm-hmm. everybody understands debt because like every single person who's an adult has had to deal with some sort of debt in their life. So it's something everyone can understand, and it's something that's universally negative normally, right? So it's like if you tell somebody that doesn't understand politics that much, because people like to think they understand, right? right? So if you if you go to them and be like, we have to like reduce the debt, somebody who like really doesn't understand will be like, the debt? You're right. I don't want debt. Like, yeah. So that means the country shouldn't have debt, which means we can't do this progressive legislation that might further and improve my life. But I'm being fe- I'm being scared into thinking that this debt is important in my life, which it isn't. Yeah. And that's the way that it works. It's all about framing things in a way that the broader um, population will be able to understand and will react to in the way that you want them to react. The 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 thing there's two things like I'm going to veer off of the whole debt thing and go into like a more broad um topic is like there's a there's a thing where like this whole situation and I think everyone knows what I'm talking about has definitely made me more aware of politics. <laughs> And it could be good. I used to bring up politics and you'd be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it could be good and bad because it's like, well, at the end of the day, how much does it really affect you on a day-to-day basis, month-to-month? But if you let things get out of hand and don't voice your opinions over the long run, that's when it can really affect your fucking kids or like the future generations. When you just sit on your fucking hands and don't say anything, it's like... I just thought of an analogy. It's like quarantine hair. <laughs> like like right? what? It's like quarantine hair. If you have all these ideas and they're they're building up in your head <laughs> and you let them you let them grow and you let them grow and you don't express them which is like the equivalent of cutting it off. It starts to get a little crazy, starts to get a little wiry, starts to get a little big and then it turns out you have too many ideas in your head and you haven't expressed any of them and then all of a sudden you're alex jones ranting on a fucking on your buddy who's trying to watch jordan (laughs) (laughs) and you need to get him out and you're you only have one avenue to get him out my basic point here is it's finding the happy median and not letting the shit fuck your life up so get a haircut flow it out get Get your ideas out if you need to get them out because they'll build up and then you'll start sounding crazy to me. It's almost good that we talked before the podcast for a while because if I said the shit that I was saying to you on the podcast, I think people would stop being... <laughs> no, I mean, I, don't, I think we have a loyal we have a loyal army that will, will, oh, follow, fuck. Us, that will follow us to death. For sure. But at the end of the day, we do, we do need to talk some things through because you always want to run something by someone before you get to a, like, and that's what I'm talking about. You got to run it through before, like, your Here's hair the thing. grows out too much and gets crazy. I know a scientist, pretty good one, but as a matter of fact, like, a really good one. Mm-hmm. High level, and she, this, I don't want to say it, this person was telling me it, what this isn't as bad as people are saying it is. A long time ago. And I panicked and said it's good, really bad. Mm-hmm. But the evidence is now coming out that maybe it's not what people were saying it was. It's bad, but it's not what people were saying. Okay. What do you think? 
Um, I think that at the end of the day, nobody's putting a microchip in me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the the real the real. This isn't here. who I'm talking about. No, I know, I know. <laughs> You're I, talking about Elon Musk. No, I was I was just I was joking because I really didn't have I don't have a solid answer. I'm going to be completely honest with the LA Army. I nobody knows. That's the thing. Why doesn't anyone know? I'm going to be completely honest with the LA Army. This whole last week, I have nothing new for you guys because I've been watching old Big Brother seasons like it's like it's my job. I've been so like I've been zombified this last week. I haven't done anything. So I want to know. I don't how, have any new opinions. I, I want a fucking news station to tell me what the fuck is going on. How bad this really is. Like, tell me. Why, don't know. why do I have to rely on Elon Musk, on Joe Rogan, to figure out what the fuck is going on? Why is that the best source I can go to? Um, I think I think there's a difference between best source and preferred source. Oh, that's good. But so who, your preferred source would be somebody that you already trust that comes on and talks, and like you you believe him because. Because he's saying things, he's kind of reaffirming things that you already kind of. Thought. I have a confirmation bias. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I'm just, I'm, I'm expressing it in kind Tim, of a devil's advocate. Tim Pool, kind of a devil's advocate. Honestly, way. Tim Pool, he's great. I like he's him. his information. Like I get, you were saying he's a little right leaning, but I don't really give a fuck. He is. He's he give he shines a light on things in a very well described way. See, that's not a negative thing. People all, and this is the, it's not, that's this a is problem. The, this is the abs, this is like the, the absolutist mentality that people have the, um, Oh, I, I said he leans a little bit, right? He does lean a little bit, right? Like, and that's not, that's not a negative or a positive. The only, like, I, I think you need to listen to both sides and I think you need to come to your own conclusions as an educated adult. Yeah. Like you listen, if I, if you listen to Fox news and then you listen to CNN or MSNBC, like both, uh, both of them have ulterior motives. Like, and you have to know that going in. Yeah. And if you can, if you can try to learn how to pick the pieces of information that match on both sides and bring them together, and then try to meet somewhere in the middle, that's probably the most accurate depiction of what it is that's really going on. Yeah. So it's really hard, and it is. It's a lot of misdirection that is happening with with. Uh, both sides and that's what you're saying Can't, you're saying I, I get con you get confused and it is overwhelming because you get confused yeah you start shit going holy shit this this is this and then i hear someone yeah. on the other side go, da, 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 and go okay somebody, like and then you see somebody you thought was like a smart person post on facebook yes crazy and you're like wait like this person believes you know that? what really like, frustrates yeah, like, me maybe, you know I what really you know what really frustrates me is when i see like high-ranking doctors get pulled from websites like I don't want to say the name, but get pulled from websites for things they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, and then the media is like, these people have no fucking idea what they're talking about. It's like, Oh really? Their, their, their PhD doesn't mean anything. I get, they can go, they can say things maybe that are against the grain, but it's like, we need to respect Luke, everyone's opinion Luke, here. Who gave them the PhD? Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, Man. This is, see, this Fuck is, it all. But this is Fuck it all. This is conspiracy mindset. And that's what I was trying to get into is like, you can literally do that for fucking everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. You're like, you're like, yeah, but like, 
the Snowflake uh, Ivy League schools gave him that doctorate, so he's fucking just on their side. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you can do that for anything, and you can discount anybody with any kind of information because there's what you said at, at the beginning. There's so much information Dude, out so there much. that you can find the statistics to prove your own point. Like, and the amount the of problem. times I've heard Cabal in the past month yeah i'm like you're watching i'm like am i watching let's not the blacklist with like dude my head hurts Uh, here's the two things i'm most worried about if i'm being completely honest please ellie army tell me if i'm being too honest you're never too honest okay it's the vaccine passport that is being murmured about because it's like some someone can get first of all i know someone who works in the field of creating these things and pharmaceuticals yeah is around these people all the time and they said they wouldn't inject themselves with a vaccine let's say it took a year to make they wouldn't put it in themselves without two years of circulation so to know that a vaccine actually works at a high level this has to be going into people for at least two years see how many people die (laughs) see what happens you know yeah i mean i'm I'm scared shitless of needles, and anybody that knows me personally knows that. Yeah. So, but then to say like you gonna, can't do, I'm not going to jump in line this... to get a vaccine, but it's not because I don't believe in vaccines. It's no, because I'm a coward. I'm not an anti-vaxxer <laughs> at all. I fucking am totally getting vaccinated. I go on, I yeah. travel a lot. I get the vaccines, mm-hmm. but to say you can't do something because you're not vaccinated, that to me, you you can't allow something like mm-hmm. that to be passed. Like that's bullshit. Okay. Like you can't away, you can't take someone's freedom away and say like you can't use, so is, you can't travel if you don't get the vaccine passport. So this, goes, this isn't implemented yet, but this, this is, is a worry of, of mine. Yeah, this, so this is kind of the same idea, like basis idea, of like giving governments or um, or like giving governments power over things that they shouldn't have power over because they're. Things that are too easily manipulated. Exactly. So it's it's not about not believing that it's not about believing that these things will give you autism. That's no. not what it's about. What it's about is about the um, the shift in power over the general population that's happening in quote unquote free countries. Yeah. So that's the biggest issue. Like. I mean, are we get we the Patriot Act started it off after 9/11 where now the NSA is legal and it's they're able to like monitor phone calls and and that's all come out. That's all like facts. Yeah. Is what that they do that. Like that's a fact. And now we're I've installing heard, facial recognition yeah. on every corner yeah. like and I, everyone's I hear people jumping say up and like, down saying, yeah. yay. Like I hear people <laughs> say, yeah, but they only use your met. They only use your metadata. It's not like they're actually listening to your phone calls. It's like, that's all they need. Is what do you, metadata. what do you think ring is? Everyone's willingly putting this shit into their homes. You don't think they have access to this? Like, I, I mean, anyways, that's the first concern I have is the, is the, the passport vaccination. A lot of conspiracy things. talk. No, it's not conspiracy. Know, I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. These are just We're real cons- concerns. Yeah. These are things that people... And, and people we're not fanatics here. Like, don't fucking call us fanatics. This is just a talk. I know. All the conversation in the comments, don't you dare call yeah, us fanatics. Yeah, we know that comments. fucking Jackson, the head of the army, is going to comment with something good. And he always does. Everyone, check out his Facebook videos. He And he's he has a YouTube channel now. We're going to add him to the LA Army's Finest. By the way, subscribe to our channel or the bad boys of podcasting, the algorithm helps us. And when you like and you subscribe and you click the bell, share it with your friends. That really helps us. We're just trying to have fun here and talk some shit. 
Um, okay, and moving on. The next thing that concerns me is social credit scores and the censoring. Like, there are people on... Social credit scores are like... They scare the fuck out of Black Mirror shit. It, they do it in China. That's an episode and, of and Black Mirror. I forget which company. have an episode on Bla of Black Mirror about social. There's multiple people on the left that have said China's doing it right when it comes to censorship, and um, it kind of fucking scares me to be honest. Like that, how can you possibly say that? Well, that's it. Seems kind of like an you're bought, you're bought and like fucking an sold at that point. That's like an oxymoron to me. It's like something that shouldn't go together. They're doing it right in terms of censorship. <laughs> I, uh, dude, you know if that I mean? doesn't like that, scare you, that you line up to me. if that doesn't give you a little scare, you're not thinking right. That's like, that's like saying, like, you know who did it right in terms of racism? Like, nobody does it right in <laughs> yeah. terms of racism. Yeah. Like, racism just shouldn't happen. It's the same shit. It's like, you know who's doing it right in terms of, uh, of misogynistic tendencies? Like, for for those of you, you know who don't know what so, the social the, uh, the Black Mirror episode is like you 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 rate each other in China the government only knows your social credit score so say you go to book you have a low one you don't know what it is you go to book a plane ticket to a different country you're not allowed to leave because you, the government claims you have a low social credit score so that that's so wait, their situation so your the government's the only people that know yes like you don't have an update on like, yes oh, you just the government's the only ones who know well. That'll drive a guy crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So when people say that the Chinese are doing it right, now that now China's saying they won't air NBA games it's anymore. Like social conditioning. You know that? China's yeah. now saying they won't NBA, air NBA games. And the fucking... That the, was like that was a story a long time ago. I know. It's just like the, the NBA has done everything but fucking take it in the ass to make these guys happy. And now they're not going to air the NBA. It's like, what's going on? Anyways, let's move on from that. I, I want to. That's our. That's our two cents. If you want to say anything, please do it. But um, that, those are the things from, that concern me. From my like side, that's. A, I need to get that out. From my side, it's like I've, I've done the conspiracy dip, and I don't think what you're saying is conspiracies. I think those are just genuine, genuine concerns that people should have over our freedoms. And you know what? It, it might. And I, I know it's easy to dismiss as like that shit will never happen. That shit's crazy. Like, did you ever think like when we were when you were like living in living in the early 2000s, did you ever think like, oh, everybody's going to always have a smartphone, even kids under like 10 and they're going to have them on them all the time? Like, did we think that we'd be able to like live in our houses for two months and just have shit delivered to us all the time, like from one constant source? There's things all the time that happen in your future that you can't anticipate and that you won't know what happens. And there's things that there's things like there's just there's just things that can happen. And like keeping your options open on like, yeah, that could happen and we should be wary of that isn't insane to think. Can I also it's say something that shouldn't take over your life? Can I say one it more thing? It should not take over your life. This is this is about the uh I'll explain why Americans are so gun ho gung ho on keeping guns. Is because if a government gets too powerful, at least you can <laughs> what is it? What's the thing, Aaron? You're never going to be on a level that you can compete with the government. I know. But... In terms of artillery. <laughs> like, let's get real here. A bunch of fucking hicks in a field that have been running through tires and fucking crawling under chicken wire. Oh, the militia. They're going to protect us? That's what let's I'm saying. Let's get real here. Let's That's what fuck. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Trudeau banning these guns and, like, people being like, don't worry, guys. 
I got my militia. Like to me, to me, I think I think from the gun stance, the 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 big the best argument I've heard for semi-automatic weapons is like people that live in bumfuck nowhere bringing down the big buck. No, no, <laughs> no, because you can bring those down with a rival. I'm talking with a rifle. I'm talking about with a rival. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, Me, my you, pit, you pit your rivals. The Bloods and the, the Crips join together yeah. to bring down the buck. No, but you, <laughs> like. You can like I'm talking about people that live in bumfuck nowhere and have farms and they have like packs of coyotes attacking their like livestock. Mm-hmm. And it's like how do you beat the coyotes? Like I, I've heard like coyotes are fucking those things are hard to kill. Like you can never there's like I watched something where like coyotes are like the most like impenetrable population. Of any animal on the you earth, you kill one, they because, reproduce. They well, have callouts. It, it's not even reproduce. It's like, it's like something innately in their, um, in their system that, like, if their pack numbers get lower, the female fertility rates like triple. So it's like they will like they'll like pump out bigger litters the smaller their, um, the smaller their packs are. Wow. So it's like. It's almost impossible to make coyotes go extinct, and that's why. Of like, and that's why you think they should have well, I machine just, guns. Well, I not machine guns. Mow like, down the pack. Se- well, yeah, <laughs> semi-automatic weapons to protect their farms and to protect like and like even places where it's like police. Police are like two hours away if you call them. Yeah, right. Things like that, and like I'm not saying I believe in the. I believe in like unlimited gun rights. I still believe like like. The fact that background checks are not regular is insane. The well, that's that, in the U.S., isn't it? That's what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. in the U.S. Or, or even, like, I, in Canada, we do have background checks, and that's fine. Yeah, I thought that was on every gun. Like, when I heard the 1,500 but, gun thing. Do you know what's funny about the 1,500 gun thing? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Black Rifle Coffee was one of the guns they banned. This is a coffee company. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. They're just going down a list. Yeah, they're like, know. Black Rifle Coffee, oh, Black Rifle. I don't like those two buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Can we listen speaking to... Of coffee. Can we um, listen to Tim quick? I no, want to hear one of coffee, minute of this. I was at... My I, heart rate's up. Uh, yeah. No, I, I want to talk about coffee for a second because um, I want to talk about these crazy ass fucking people that like put almond milk in their coffee because it tastes like shit. Dude. My heart right now is regular milk. It's going to explode. I'm tired of it. Like, it's like those people are like, oh, like I'll get whole wheat pasta. I'm like, you're eating fucking pasta. Okay. Whole wheat or regular wheat or regular pasta. That does not make a difference. Yeah. No, you're, you're eating pasta. Like it doesn't matter. You're still eating a shit ton of carbs on a plate, Mm -hmm. whether it's whole wheat or not is the most minute difference. Dude, my gut, my gut biome it's doesn't just, agree with non-whole wheat pasta. Yeah, so have some fucking probiotics and <laughs> get the fuck out of here with your whole wheat pasta. It's gritty and it gets fucking, it's a gross texture and I hate it. Yeah. It's like people who are like, I'm making a bolognese sauce and they make it with fucking ground turkey instead of ground beef. Mm. Get out of here with your ground low, turkey's brutal. With your low fat shit in my sauce. If I'm gonna eat a bolognese, I'm not biting into a bird. I'm oh. biting into a cow. Or if someone gets medium ground beef, get out of town. Way too much fat. Disgusting. But okay. that's why you gotta can drain. I, your can meat. I hear what he has you to never say? Never drain your meat. Can I hear this quick? Uh, this is Tim Pool on the subreddit of World Politics. We changed. The you gotta go to already. World. Let me hear. I don't want to hear. Notably, Minds.com and BitChute, which have done very, very well as people flee certain platforms looking for alternatives. But now we can see one of the best examples of how unchecked bias is destroying some of the biggest social networks. 
Of course, you can see that some people have left YouTube. Many people watch my content on BitChute, for instance. You may be watching- Tim's gonna get us fucking yanked. Don't do anything. It automatically <laughs> syncs up. Cool, so you can go watch it. Over on Reddit, the World Politics subreddit has completely collapsed. Covered all this was a subreddit, a forum that had 1.2 million subscribers. Now, it is just porn. It is porn and memes. You know why? Well, they'll argue now it's just free speech, so we let whatever happen happen. No. The subreddit was so biased that people were seeing overt rule-breaking posts and no enforcement on the rules, and so they said, F it, and just went nuts, and now everybody is piling into r slash world politics and posting whatever they want. It seems like a bunch of people started posting cartoon nudity, and then the funny thing is, some, somebody made a subreddit called r slash anime titties, which was dedicated <laughs> to discussing world politics, because Reddit is dying. That's funny. They, <laughs> yeah. I was about to I was about to go off about how he literally just said everything we said, but then the Reddit anime titties thing, like the the inverse of like the of the Reddit world politics, that's <laughs> funny to know about. But I kind of want to get back to these like food discussions. I have a lot of my... I have a lot of little things in that in like food that like I've had these arguments with so many people. I want to bring them out on the podcast. Okay, like the let me just explain coffee, my coffee order. I'm going to the coffee thing. Ugh. When I go to McDonald's, I get a large iced coffee you get cream made with made with milk. Yep. But I get a, a espresso shot put in it too. And right now, I feel like I'm gonna fucking hit the moon because before on my car right here, I, I had you a coffee, dude, and I had a fucking pre workout. <laughs> what are you trying to? Woo! You trying to crash? I'm the king of the world. You trying to crash at noon tomorrow, dude? This is insane. No, yeah. I got to get back into working out. I gotta so there's a few things. You and I started a running cult, by the way. Yeah. I've What's never, it called? I've run once. I ran three times. What should we be called? Um. I mean, I I don't. You can't. I wish I had more time to like brainstorm these things. A running club with three. I like running club. <laughs> I like that. A running. The running club. The brigade. The brigade. <laughs> <laughs> the running brigade. Yeah. I don't know. I do I, like the runners club. Just, it sounds very like hoity toity. Like we run with like golf shirts sounds on. Lame. <laughs> it sounds like something like. It sounds like a, that's a shoe store, isn't it? it the it runners like club. Something your mom would get like really into for like a month. Yeah. I found this great club. Everybody there's so nice. Yeah. She, I have my own locker. Yeah, but so let's um, let's get into other like. What are your thoughts on whole wheat pasta? Do, would you do you like whole? Would you eat whole wheat pasta? Dude, like if you had whole wheat pasta and regular pasta in front of you, are you choosing the whole wheat? If I'm eating like shit, I'm gonna eat like shit. There's no oh, let's get this specific ingredient. I totally subscribe to that. Yeah. So like so, if you're eating, if you think like like you're, I'm not gonna argue a difference with your with your whole wheat breads. And like your whole wheat pastas, and it's like it's all fucking carbs that are going into your gut, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, it's like it's like the it's like a minute difference. But you know me, like I I'm trying to it's like not ran, eat like it's bread. Like running for it's like you know what I'm gonna run an extra five minutes today. Is that really gonna fucking do anything? An extra five minutes? Probably not. I all I maybe remember over, maybe, is my friend Justin took like a human HK at university human kinetics and stuff and you learn oh, about the. i thought you were telling me a drug no 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 <laughs> took HK. He, he told me that HK if you sounds like a drug if you keeping your heart rate above 
a certain point for 30 minutes. When you hit the 30 minute mark, anything after that is when you really burn a, fu- a ton of fat. And that's weight. why I, that's why I never, I never like, you know how people do like, like when I work out, I work out fucking hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I'm like either like nothing or like full throttle. All right. Like, what's hard to you? Well, when I was on that elliptical, <laughs> yeah. Luke, when I was on that elliptical, man, and I what put about my, the tarmac? And I put my hands on the heart rate <laughs> monitors. It was like tip top. What was it at? It was at the top. What? I forget. I don't know the because when I jog, my heart rate goes to like one ninety for the like, whole time. That's what I. But it was like because I have a lot of sodium in this old girl. This old tank. But yeah, like it, I go like tip top. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna like take it easy because if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same mentality with the whole wheat pasta. Like if I'm gonna eat pasta, I'm gonna enjoy my fucking pasta. Right. I'm not gonna have these little gritty whole wheat spaghetti noodles that taste like garbage and probably don't do that much. Don't make that much of a difference. No. Another thing. I've gotten in an argument with my buddy Patty. He oh, um, we all know what he is. He o- yeah, he only drinks like room temperature water. I don't have a problem with that. That's insane. Why? In comparison to cold water? You, but apparently it's well. Oh, you know what? Stephanie said That's that another thing. Okay, Stephanie said that for you. I no, I I ah, I came out. We actually had this talk with Stephanie recently. I said I've heard that warm water is better for you. And she broke it down to the science and said, the reason why cold water is better for, for you is your body has... It's better for you cold? Yeah, apparently your body does more work to digest it because it, that, it not only like are you drinking it, but then you have to bring it up to your body's temperature or something. I don't fucking know. So you're actually getting... You're burning shape. calories drinking colder water because you have to... Your body's I don't know, does more? <laughs> well, I only drink cold water, and that's why I'm in such Let's fish see. Shape. When do you burn more calories? Does does warm water mm-hmm. or cold water burn more calories? Another argument that I've had with the Italians I grew up with. <laughs> you have a problem with Italians, eh? No, I have a, I have a very different uh, view of the world, I think. And I think it's not a problem because most of my friends are Italian. The classic, uh, The classic argument, right? I have a friend that's Italian. I'm not. I'm not against Italians, but you know what? I, like they call it toast bread instead of sliced bread. Have you ever heard this? Have you Have you heard this? I have. I have, heard I have, this? The, I have the stat here. Do you know? Do you have you ever heard the term toast bread? Toast or like sliced bread, like like Dempster's bread in like a like that's pre-sliced. I've heard a bread be called toast. Yeah, but they call it toast bread. Well, that's, that's because that's bread. because they grew up in it's hills and mountains, <laughs> and they don't. They don't understand. Like I've used it for many things, not toast. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I use it for a lot. Okay, for there, those of you who are really stuck and on the warm the and cold uh, uh, water debate, drinking cold or iced water helps to lose weight more effectively than hot water. This is because the body adjusts its te- adjusts its temperature immediately after it receives any fluids or nutrients, leading to a higher calorie burning rate, greater exertion of sweat. More water for fluid recovery. Okay, so any of you psychopaths that like warm water or like lukewarm water, you're not reaching your full potential because you're not burning. How do you think this guy keeps in peak physical condition? How do you think I keep this jawline so chiseled? I mean, cold water, freezing, subway, and cold water, freezing cold water, (laughs) sub of the day, (laughs) and that's it, pretty much. Um, 
You heard it here first. Uh, Cold water is better for you. Mm -hmm. How about this? How about pineapples on your pizza? Crazy? Great. I love it. All right. What's another one? I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big proponent of the salt of the salty sweet combo. Like I love a salty sweet combo. Like, I want my taste buds to dance when I eat. I don't want this straightforward. It's either hot, it's either spicy, it's either salty, or it's either savory. You know what? Savory. Throw them all in. Yeah, throw them. Savory and salty, I think, is the same thing. You know what the coolest thing is? Throw it all together in a bowl and let me experience this food. How much I enjoy the Food Network now? Well, it's very easy to like go on marathons of food of food shows. It's amazing. Like you and I would just chill out and watch Beat Bob Flay. Yeah, Beat Bobby Flay Fuck. Is, is a that's a goat show. Oh man. I just watching him, you go like, this guy's culinary school skills are insane. Like he doesn't even have to have cooked anything before. And he'll just be like, you know what? I've heard, I think this goes in it and he'll make it taste amazing. Cause he just has like such a good palate. I think he just knows the basis yeah. of most kinds of cooking. So he's like, I'm pretty sure this is what you do with this. The easiest way to describe it is like, you know, when you mix colors and you know what color is going to come when you mix the two, He's a natural. that's what, that's how good he is with making certain types of, of food. It's like, Oh, yellow and red, purple. He knows how but, to, he like, knows how to develop base flavors. Yeah. Like the, what he knows, like what it should taste like and how to develop that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Anybody who hasn't watched beat Bobby Flay, you might be out of the loop on this one, but it's very good, and I recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's just he basically—if you haven't seen the show—you get these uh, pretty high-level chefs to come in. Two chefs compete against each other in order to compete with Bobby Fillet in the next round. Whoever wins, the judges pick. They go on, and they tell Bobby their best dish—the best dish they can possibly their make. Signature dish, like yes. What, what they what they do the best, and he has to beat that dish. Mm-hmm. And usually, eighty percent of the time, he beats it. I would say 80, 85. Yeah. He's a, he's, and you know what? He's he, Irish. And he's also, he's also like just <laughs> built for food comps. His thinks, body? <laughs> no, just the way, the way he, I think just the way he cooked. Jordan was built for basketball. Yeah. Bob Flay was built to chef. That's why, <laughs> that's why Gordon Ram, that's why Gordon Ramsay shies away when he wants to have the, that, that pay-per-view food comp. You ever heard about that? No. So Gordon Ramsay and Bobby Flay, you know how they had that like, Huge Tiger versus Phil Mickelson, like pay, people like say that. People thing. say that Flay is as good as Ramsey. I don't, it's say, not even close. People say in food in food competitions. Oh, like battle, like a food battle. Because because Ramsey has like seventeen Michelin stars. Listen, I understand he's more classically trained, but I think there's a difference between being classically trained and like winning food comps. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, so he, I, I think Flay would have a good chance because he's one of the best food competition yeah, sure. competitors of all time against one of the best food personalities slash right. fine dining like but as far as like their restaurants it, it's not even close sure whatever yeah. i mean that's not what we're competition about. he bob filet would probably win who knows that's why Maybe. that's why we don't know because it hasn't happened right but we want i want that the ultimate. tournament of champions they both no, should have been in it no 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 because that was that was fucking minor league shit none of the really big guys were in that like None of the old iron chefs were in that. Like, I don't get to get your food tournament of champions out of my face. Okay. Guy Fieri. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hit you with another one though. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter. I'm not really a big peanut butter person, but smooth. Really? Smooth. No. Why not? 
I like the way it tastes, but I'm not, I don't really, eat I don't, fat content. no, I just don't eat much bread. So I'm trying to reduce how much. You don't like to put a little peanut butter in your smoothies sometimes? No. You never done that? It, it's like bacon. When you add bacon to anything, it it takes over the whole thing, right? You know, like a little hint. No, you can get a little hint of peanut butter in your, in your smoothies. You like my smoothies. I'm good at making oh, smoothies. Oh, you are. You're a great smoothie. So like, what are you going to, don't actually, condescend my no, smoothies. No, listen, everybody that's listening, Luke, I'm not going to have a little sacrilege on luke's smoothie making abilities because no. he's very good the like, army could turn against you quick i'm not a i'm not, i'm not somebody that's gonna give luke much but i'll give him this he makes a damn good smoothie his gin his gin smoothies are unbelievable guys we have a huge announcement we have an announcement i thought we were just shooting the shit today we are but okay. like like do you put your butter in the this fridge? is this is a huge announcement okay this is, that's our announcement siren um we were breaking i just worded this <laughs> terribly i got stuck on a word there <laughs> we no, froze we <laughs> we uh we we started getting a good amount of views and now we can or apparently we can get sponsors to help us so that's cool that's the huge news. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fucking I'm gonna have, jumping up and down. I'm going to start a new segment called, um, I don't know what it's called yet, but it's going to be a weekly ad read that uh, is from a, 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 a company that's close to my heart, close to Luke's heart. They're from, I'm going to, they're going to be different every single week. So look forward to that. Also, going off to the statistics, have we brought up the fact that we're over. 50 subscribers now? Okay, put your hands up. <laughs> we don't have the lights. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, 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 we smashed it. Hey, baby. Ooh. Ha. I want to go. Now we're over 50. In <laughs> fact, 51. I should have like. Thank you, every- given you some lyrics before that. I went. I went rogue. Thank you, everyone, for subscribing, and it means a lot. It keeps us going, keeps us giggling and laughing, and enjoying making this. Honestly, and all the messages we get saying, "Wow, Luke's really good at that," or "Aaron, Aaron's voice is so deep and booming." And all the messages. And it makes me squirt thought, my little pants. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna give yourself something really positive and then just rip me apart. <laughs> all the things about Luke looking good on the podcast. Aaron looking like he's gained weight again. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's head looks really full of hair. Aaron's is thinning. Aaron, that's something I'm. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Um, I had this argument with this guy at work who was. He was like. He was like, I know guys like you, you're going to be bald by 30. I'm like, nobody in my family's bald. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. He's just like, you got the light hair, man. I'm like, why? Because my hair is a little lighter than black. I'm all of a sudden going to have a bald head like that. I don't think that tracks statistically. <laughs> guys. <laughs> like anybody with anybody that's hair is in black and, and black or brown. You're going to be bald by 30. And that's you just got to like reserve yourself to that reality. And that's it. You're going to be bald. And there's nothing you can do. You're going to be bald. Your hair's not brown or black. Redhead, redheads, the one thing I do know is that redheads lose their color last. I, lo- I looked that up. Like as in go gray? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why. I can't remember, but... Uh, probably because you're yeah. not fully human. That's probably it. We produce our own vitamin D. Yeah. 
pretty crazy. I'm supplementing with vitamin D too. So fuck, I might your extra D turn into a big D. Yeah, <laughs> you got but extra D. In your I body. got a really nice um, uh, news story here. Oh, what is that? This isn't the right one. It is news story. No, the other one was better. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is. This is the one I'm talking about. This is the one that gets me ready for breaking. Everybody, if you're on a fucking treadmill, listen to us. If you're in your car, pull over. This is urgent. This is absolutely urgent. We got some breaking news headed to us. Here's our field reporter, Luke Mitchell. He's got a breaking story about the planet's largest ecosystems. Luke, what do you have for us? Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to read this, but it seems urgent and it seems horrifying. The planet's largest ecosystems collapse faster than previously forecast. New research has shown that large ecosystems such as rainforests and coral reefs can collapse at a significant, significantly faster rate than previously understood. The findings suggest that ecosystems the size of the Amazon forest could collapse in only 49 years. And I think the previous estimate was 50. <laughs> It's just in, folks. And the, Cari- and the Caribbean coral reefs in just 15. Just another one to the list. We have a potential war in China, in the South China Sea. We have a global pandemic. We have murder hornets coming to ravage the bee population, as well as our personal safety. And now we have 50 years left of Amazon rainforest. Luke, thank you for bringing us up to date. Just another thing to be scared of. And everyone, it is well known that ecosystems can transform rapidly when put under stress. So don't Clear stress it out. lakes can transform into green waters. Coral reefs can become bleached and sparsely populated as algae disappears and rainforest can shift to savanna grasslands as deforestation causes a change in humidity. We need all of our, our yoga instructors. We need all of our all of our Buddhists, we need all of our pseudoscientists to get their ass down to the rainforest and de-stress this thing. If it's under stress, it's gonna be gone. And this is what your profession focuses on, de-stress. Distress it. Get off your yoga ball and get down there. Yeah. Quit bouncing around. Do you care about the planet? Quit bouncing around talking about it and do something. Show your breathing techniques to the large floral forests down there mm. because they're gonna die see i mean these all sound better when you have the news thing sorry <laughs> <sighs> sorry anyways guys you know what that was news we i don't have... even know if my joke landed no it definitely did the bouncing on the yoga ball <laughs> that's great that's great stuff but it is kind of sad to think that we're just putting <laughs> so much stress on our forests. corporate shit over Lovely Amazon rainforest. Corporations, man. Dude. If you only knew. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so as many of you know... Luke's a big book guy. I'm a a bit of a worm. (laughs) And I brought in some show and tell for the class. (laughs) I'm reading Brian Greene. If you never heard of him. He, I don't know what he is. He's some sort of scientist. Luke's reading his book. <laughs> Doesn't know his official title. He, what is he? Anyways, he's a, he's probably like one of the smartest people in the world from what I gather. <laughs> All the people that I've read. And he, he brought up something very, he has a, a lot of crazy things in this book, but the, the most recent chapters are, are very 
very fun and crazy to think about. He basically explains time as if it was like a 250 floor building mm -hmm. and each each floor you would multiply by a factor of 10. So 100 years then like it would be what's 100 times 10. So it's just exponential by Yeah, and he talks about he said basically I think by floor 10 that's where we are right now. The stars burn out. Huh. <laughs> and he's all of them okay so let me let me so i wrote down a few i i read this about a week ago you know, but that's a big creationist argument eh let let me so what i said what he said um he was talking about his own beliefs he grew up i can't just let that go i just said something crazy okay let me we'll get into it everybody's but, gonna be like is this guy a creationist okay let, <laughs> like can i no. he okay so he he um he grew up jewish and then he basically was saying as he progressed with science, he became less and less religious. And he now doesn't believe in religion. And I was thinking to myself, what if humanity becomes so advanced technologically that we get out of religion, like we lose religion? And it's, it's almost like we look at ancient Greek religions like, what? They had a hundred gods? That's crazy. You know, like what? What will religion be in a thousand, hundred thousand years? I want to hear your perspective. My perspective is that um, people are always going to do what makes them comfortable, and I think a wide range of people who believe so passionately of in religion, it's because that's what's comfortable to them, and they don't like not having answers to the questions that we will never have answers to. But so what, but they, what if, unless, but that's listen, what I'm saying. What listen, if it's, so I think until we, until we can replace that sense of like, that sense of like, I guess, hope or faith or like whatever they can put in their lives that keeps them rooted to religion until we can replace that religion will never be gone because there will still be people that cling to that idea that I know I know because I have faith. I and this isn't an anti-religion bit, by the way. This is us no, this is, talking this is, about the future. This, and is what... a human, this is a human thing because it's something that I think, actually, I think it's something that religion does very well. It gives hope to the hopeless, really. And it makes, like, if you had no hope, like, do you know what the suicide rates are among atheists? They're a lot higher. Than, I don't know. Um, they're a lot higher amongst atheists than they are amongst people that believe. Let's see. Let's Google that. They are. But because, continue on your point of view. Because you have you just like you just have you have less to look forward to and less to believe in because you don't believe there's anything after this. Mm -hmm. My so all, I mean, so here's the thing. It, let's that's say not all, that's not all the way across. That, I'm, that's just. So, but here's here we go. Let, let's say let's say it gets to a point where religion like. Science is so advanced that it, it can prove that there there was no creator and it was the big boom, whatever. Like and it's you can travel through the universe using fucking photons, you know, and you can see like it's just ever expanding within the let's say hundred billion years that there could be the possibility of life because at the end of that stars will burn out. Um let's say it's so advanced that it's very evident there's no creator. It like, I'm not saying that's an absolute, I'm saying what if, how could you, how there might be fanatics, but how could you 
in like seriously debate the the science at that point. I don't think any because even now you can debate from, the science all the way through. I don't it's know like, if anybody from that side really want to have a serious debate about it because, as I said, it's not something that they think about logically. It's something that they think about with hope and faith and things that aren't right. Root, that but aren't right now, but what about in a thousand years as people progress? Like think about the technology we have. We've only had great technology for the last 30 years, like really great. So imagine a, imagine a society that's had it for a thousand. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting thing to think about, but it's something that there's no absolute answer. I think it, it would be, it's very intriguing to think about something like that where there would be no religion, but who knows? Like maybe, maybe we figure something out that proves some points of religion. Right. Who knows? Exactly. Like who knows? Like we probably won't, but we, we might like there's, there's a, there's a lot of people who go on DMT and claim that they've seen like, like other dimensional beings that like, that like tell you what to do and tell you how to live your life. And that's like essentially what the idea of a God is. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like that is like the, it's not like I, I, the one argument like where people are like, Oh, you really think there's a bearded man in the clouds that like dictate dictates the whole world. It's like, I mean, if you want to put it in a fucking cartoon sense, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. But like, maybe there's something out there that like created us, created some sort of, or created the pattern in which our entire world is built around. You know what I mean? Because well, then you get into that simulation theory. It's like maybe, or maybe you maybe you believe in that it's a simulation. Maybe you believe that it's that it's a a god or a higher power that created. Um, a set of rules, which are the laws of physics that dictate how things go and what things do. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to be devil's. I always try to be devil's advocate from these things. So I don't know. I, so I have the, su I have the suicide rates. Okay. So I don't know when this is from this Was one I says, right or wrong? you're, you're right, but it's not as insane as you think. Well, I never so, thought it was insane. Median of suicide rates per 100,000, and then it goes into... Let's go with males first. Yeah, males always have higher rates. So, this is... So, the highest number per 100,000 is 19.7, and that's unaffiliated. So, I would put that as atheists. Atheist. Or agnostics. Muslim has the lowest. Yeah, because they have the fear put into them. Um, so, theirs is 9.5 per 100,000. Hindus, 14. Christians 17.1 so and Buddhists 18.1. Hindus believe in reincarnation, so they think they have another chance. So, and then females, it's 15 for unaffiliated, 6.7 for Muslim, 8.8 .8 for Hindu, Christianity 10.7, and Buddhist is 13.4. And then both genders. So if you have if you have hope, you're more likely to be, I guess, more stable in your mental health mm -hmm. or maybe whether it's, whether it's legitimate stability or, or, um, fictional stability. It's still like something that you can hold on to and keep yourself going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think until we replace that with something else, I think there will always be people out there that believe in religion or believe in some sort yeah. of ideology that's not science-based, that's not fact-based. 
Because until the facts answer all these questions, people inherently want to know the answers to these questions. And they'll just like, that makes the most sense to me. Bring it in. It's like it's like anything. You know what? It's like... Um, it's to keep yourself like grounded and have like a yeah, level mind. But the, and then it's like, and this is what I'm saying, where it's like anything. It's like... <laughs> this is a weird direction to take it, but it's like you can see how power can corrupt a good thing you know like you like socialism has good intentions behind it but it doesn't work most of the time or like religion has a lot of amazing aspects but it can be taken advantage of by like these preachers in the u.s who fucking like pastor copeland who's like you get that tide in it that's more important than your family's well-being for sure you know and and then there's people like jim pesky who runs Horizon and he's and he's a pastor himself and he's a very good person, you know, and it's like he his belief system he he I think he's Catholic. That's the thing. Most it's, most religious people are good people. Yeah. They just don't want they just don't want to they don't want to ha- like they have other things in their life that they worry about and whether or not like and I'm sure a lot of religious people have looked into the science of it as well. And like there are science, I mean, there are scientists out there that are religious. Totally high level ones. Yeah, like, Wasn't Albert Einstein religious? I don't know. I'm I think he was. But so there's there's ways to there's ways to look at it from both sides. But I I don't for your original question. I personally, until there are these, there are some sort of definitive answers to these questions that religious religions supposedly answer. There will always be people that believe in religion until there's an alternative because people will go crazy no not everybody isn't built to think like an atheist it's just not a reality no um i'm not even built to think like an atheist i don't think i'm gonna leave my religious views out of this but i I just don't think i I don't think i'm an atheist i think i think i'm an agnostic because what's that i truly believe that i just don't know hmm like I'm not on. I, I'm kind of sitting on the fence. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I want. I want a, really good evidence to I'm hit me a, right in the nuts. I'm not a. I'm not a guy that's gonna like discount either side. No. Like I don't. I. I believe my prop. My certain, see. Like, here's need to deal with life the way they need to deal with life, and I think it's their prerogative. Here's my that. issue with religion. Is that when we look at? I get annoyed with religions who always claim they theirs is the one. Well, they all do that. Exactly. That's where I start to get annoyed. Well, it's except like, for like Buddhism, who like they keep to themselves. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Anyways, so apparently Albert Einstein's religious views have often have been widely studied and often misunderstood. He Albert was Jewish, I believe. Right? Albert Einstein stated that he believed in the pantheistic God of. Baruch Spinoza. He did not believe in a personal God who concerns himself with fates and actions of human beings, a view which he described as naive. Panthetic God? P-A... Yeah, panthistic. Theistic? What is that? Pantheistic. What's pantheistic? I think it's like... um, Monotheistic is like one God... um, Okay, so pantheism is a religious belief that includes the entire universe in its idea of God. More rarely, pantheism refers to a belief in all gods from all religions, or a tolerance for those beliefs. In Greek, pan means all, and theos means God. 
So he kind of believes in the Greek gods. <laughs> I dude, if I had to pick anyone, fuck yeah, I'm going Greek. I'm going Greek, baby. What is you that? Want, you want Zeus? <laughs> yeah. What does going Greek mean? There's another meaning. Doesn't it mean like eating ass? Um, I'm going Greek. I don't know. Maybe like, maybe like adding tzatziki to all your food. So yeah, okay. So th- we discussed the 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 religion talk, but I wanted so um. Oh, this is a cool thing. In the 90s, a study proved that the universe is expanding rapidly. Prior to that, everyone thought it yeah, was slowing down. For sure. Um, dark energy. Well, it's what it's like exp- anything that's growing is going to grow exponential unless it stops at a certain like if if infinity if, if infinity is real. Like, no, but you but science previously previous to that study thought it was You got to remember that the 90s is 30 years ago. I know, I'm just saying it's a cool thing. So apparently there's a belief that, um, I'll read it out on page 255, it's called the big rip. And basically it's how the world's going to end or how the universe would end. All right, Aaron's back. Okay. So this is about dark energy. Apparently Albert Einstein's like mathematics revealed that there's an energy in the universe that I think it's like 65% There's dark matter and dark energy and you can't see it, but it's there. Um, the case for dark energy is compelling but circumstantial. No one has found a way to clutch hold of dark energy, establish its ex- existence, and directly examine its properties. Nevertheless, because it so ra- or so adeptly accounts for the observations, dark energy has become the de facto explanation for the accelerated expansion of space. Less clear, however, is the long-term behavior of dark energy. And to forecast the far future, thinking through the possibilities is, ex- uh, is essential. The simplest behavior consistent with all observations is that the value of dark energy does not change over the course of cosmic time. But, but simplicity, while favored conceptually, has no fundamental claim on truth. The mathematical description of dark energy allows for it to weaken, putting the brakes on accelerated expansion or strengthen giving additional gas to accelerated expansion. Looking out from the 11th floor, so this is back to the re- referring to like the floor we're on, um, the latter, uh, the eleventh, the latter situation, repulsive gravity that grows more forceful is the most inauspicious possibility. If realized, we are hurtling toward a violent reckoning that physicists call the Big Rip, an increasing, an increasingly powerful repulsive push of, of gravity would, in time, triumph all, over all forces that bind with the result that everything would be torn apart. Your body is held intact by electromagnetic force, binding together your atomic and molecular uh, constituents, and also by the strong nuclear force, binding together the protons and neutrons inside your body's atomic nuclei. Because protons and neutrons inside your body's atomic nuclei... uh, What the fuck? Oh... Because these forces are stronger than today's outward push of expanding space, your body holds firm. If you are widening, it is not because space is expanding. But if the strength of the repulsive push grows ever larger, the space inside your body would ultimately... Are you reading four or five pages? Expand (laughs) with such powerful outward thrust that would overcome the electromagnetic of nuclear forces holding you together. You will you will swell and ultimately burst into pieces, as will everything else. Wow, that's the big rip. And I thought the big rip involved a bong. 
You know what the last thing I'll say is I wrote it down. When people, he said, when people ask him what's the most insane thing about science that, and he has to come up with an answer and he has to think about it for a second. He says, the craziest thing is something you can see. When you look up at the sky at night and you see stars, some of those stars are dead. Some of them aren't even there anymore. You're looking at something that could be 50 million years old. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. Because it takes, they're so far away. It's the light. That light, light only travels at the speed of light. So if they're 100 million light years away. It's 100 million years that they've been dead. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's a really cool thing to think about. It's very cool. And it puts things into a little bit of perspective. But I think you got to move closer to the. But the next time that we're going to be doing a live book read, we got to have a segment. Uh, yeah, a I'm se- sorry. A little, a little segment uh, buzzer for that. Oh, yeah, totally. Maybe I like, caught the. I was thinking. I was. I zoned out a little bit during that because I, I understood where you were going with it. The big rip is going to end us all. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much what that was. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, if we're going to do this as a segment where Luke reads aloud for the, <laughs> for, for the group, we got to have a little tune, a little Jimmy, a little jingle to um, get us into it. Maybe like, maybe like Arthur, like being smart isn't hard. When you have a library card. Exactly. You know what I mean? Something like that. Something fun. Something that'll get people into the, the readings. Yep. I got a couple videos. You want to watch a couple vids? Um, we did an hour 14 of just chatting back and forth. Yeah. I'm fine with just keeping chatting. I, we've, we've had a good chat. We'll just keep all segments. This leads, all segments this, leads into, this leads into Survivor Talk, though. I thought you wanted to do a couple minutes of that. Let's do. I mean, I want to do. I want to do a bunch of Survivor talk because your team took it on the chin. Okay, well, don't say anything yet. Everybody knows the teams, and they watched the episode. Luke and Eric, cool survive. people guys this is my first round pick next year something something that hi my name is david lieberhart and i would be perfect for survival i've been in the military i know what it's like to crawl in the mud and the dirt and go cold i know what it's like to be on a on a ship where it's rainy, cold. No matter how sick I am, I still survive. My my dad's side of the family <laughs> is from the uh, Canada. I had to shovel snow in below zero weather. I had to live like a popsicle in the chill and the cold. But I still survive. I know what it's like to be on. I mean, how good is survivor music, man? Survival. Oh, it's unbelievable. Hired David, leave my heart. The actor, nope. musician, comedian, and puppeteer for survival. I know what it's like to be a caveman. I, in the past life, was a caveman and had to eat the elephant 
beat without cutting cuts. Had to eat the raw berries without sugar that people have today. You know what it's like to survive? I've been divorced. I've been without a girl. I've been without sex since 1994. <laughs> I'm willing to eat bugs like they're candy. I'm willing to sweat in the dirt. I like when he gets serious here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to live like a dog in a doghouse with nowhere to stay. Hire me for survival. You have a doghouse to stay in. regret it. I'm an oldie gut bloody born in the 50s. I grew up in the 50s when everything was Republican and conservative. Blacks were treated like shit and nothing. I know what it's like to grow up in the 50s. Live in the 50s. Separate bathrooms, separate toilets. Sometimes you have to pee in your pants. I know what it's like to survive. I know what it's like to be a part of survival. Hire me. I'm paid hire up after me. and sat after. Jeff Gross, hire me. <laughs> I can make survival the best rates on CBS. Look at that hair on You'll outsell oh any program. Better than the Jackie Gleason show and I Love Lucy that used to be on CBS. Wow. I mean, that, that is good. such a good way to get fired up. Yeah. Give that me the music one more time. Where is it? One sec. Just one more. To really start the segment off. Well, you can talk over it. Bring Just it kind up. of explain. No, no. Explain. For me. Hey, yeah. I want to let the people hear it because this is the last time we're going to be hearing it for over a year. Guys, apparently I got a jumbo size logo. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, we're gonna get um, we're gonna get a an intro for the finale. Oh, I thought you said someone was making us an intro for our podcast. No, no, no. You know how there's been you know how there's been like no intros. Like you know how they used to have that song at the beginning. Oh be yeah, like, they don't do like, that anymore. Tony, and yeah, like Sarah. Apparently, like everybody online has been freaking out about how they didn't have that, and now like some guy on CBS tweeted like. We're going to look into making one for the finale. So, like, we might get one. And, like, that that always gets me jacked up. I was talking to Luke. I think I've even mentioned it in a past podcast where there's certain intro themes that just, like, jazz you up. Like, the March Madness theme. Uh, the Hockey Night in Canada theme. The Sunday Night Football theme. The Survivor theme. Jeff you know Prose. I mean? Yeah, like, the Game of Thrones theme. Like, that would, like, get, that would get me fired up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like things so, like that. So we're gonna get that hopefully in this next episode, which is a three-hour episode. I just want I just want to refer everyone to. Uh, usually we we timestamp everything too, right? So Survivor Talk timestamp below. Check it out. Sounds good. You're midway through the podcast and you're like, "Where's Survivor Talk?" It's timestamped. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you're at Survivor Talk, that information doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've already. I also want to let everyone know that 
Remember, this is for a spray tan, and Aaron has a heavy lead. Yeah, and Luke, heavy lead. You can see I, Luke's cats and Aaron's dogs. My team is decimated. I want right everybody now. to remember the cockiness of Luke Mitchell. I want everybody to remember the confidence that he had that he was definitely winning. He used to call my boy Tony, Tony Nachos. Tony sucks shit. That's what he said once. And I was like, listen, Tony's the GOAT. He's my number one pick. And everybody who told me I was crazy for picking him number one, who's crazy now? Who's crazy now? Who's crazy? The guy's the GOAT. He might get his ass voted out, though. He could. I'm the most nervous, and this is going into the next episode, I'm the most nervous about the fire-making challenge. Where the, the at the final Denise, four, somebody I think has to Denise make fire. is gone. Denise is gone. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think that if what's her name, you're. you're I think Ben might go, man, because nobody wants to face Ben in fire at Final Four. Also, nobody. Who's your chick? If she on the edge? Yeah, Natalie. Yeah, if she comes back, she's if gonna she wins, stir. So she's gonna stir mad. the pot. Even though I have her on my team, I'll be so mad if a returnee from Edge wins. What What do you think would happen if Boston Rob came back? He would lose. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think? He's been, he's been out pre. He was out pre-merge, man. Like anybody who says like, yeah, but they were still in the game. It's like, yeah, but no, they really weren't. Like they weren't. That's what I hate about leaving these battle backs to this episode. It's like, what does it mean? You know, it's like. Natalie is the only one who could prove her worth because she worked her ass off. But even then, it's like you're not playing the game. You were voted out first, like, yeah. or like second or whatever. Sure. It's like, I, I love the idea, but it has to, it has to make idea. sense. It has to be like 11 people left. I at don't least. love the idea at all. I think they had it. If they were going to do a battle back, they had it right with Redemption Island, where like it would be like two people were on Redemption Island at a time. Or three. And you had to play a game? And you, you battled once a week. Yeah. And if you won the battle, you got to stay. And if you lost the battle, you were out. Right. That way it's like... Whose season was that? Who was on that one? Um, I don't remember. Redemption Island. A lot of people didn't even like that. But at least with that, you don't have people that were voted off first who've never met... Like, like Natalie and Tony have never talked during this game once yeah because they started on different tribes and then natalie was voted out so how is it fair that these people are now part of the jury and they haven't seen like half of these players they haven't seen play everybody from the sele tribe that got voted out pre-merge has not seen. i like how you know the name of the tribe <laughs> i'm a i'm an i'm i love it a fanatic so they everybody on sele that got voted out pre-merge so that's boston rob ethan um parvati uh, um, we were just talking about Adam. No, Adam was post merge. So like all like those three people, Natalie Anderson, those four people right there have never met Sarah. They've never met Tony. Um, and did they meet Denise? Yeah, and they so they've never met Sarah and Tony, the two people that are should win the game at the end. They've never met them. So that's a flawed jury. Right. Just by like just just by the standards of like the essence of Survivor. The essence of Survivor is like I've earned my way here with my social game and you saw it because you played with yeah, me. Yeah, I would love it if it they went back to the old the classic version. Post merge juries. Like that's where you've met everybody. Right. Like everybody has played with everybody. 
Yes. Natalie Anderson being on the being on the jury, it's like you were out day two. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't know anything. Yeah. Like all the only thing you know is what the what you've seen at tribal councils. That's all you know. Mm-hmm. And what people have told you coming back from the edge or coming back coming to the edge. I agree. So it's like how how can you fairly judge the game when you haven't even been playing with most of the players? It's just not it's it's not a good format. Doesn't make any sense. I understood why they wanted to do it because they wanted to keep their superstar players around to like and, and keep them my, on, on screen. They wanted to give Boston Rob his like yeah, but I kept fighting after I hurt this, my elbow. Okay, so they this, wanted to give him those kinds this of This season's been amazing. But if you're going to introduce fire tokens, I think they have to have a little more value. I think they didn't do as much as what should have happened. I think what it should have been is like, there was no one like, like the big, I I spent two fire tokens on peanut butter. Like, why is that taking up airtime? But they also didn't understand. They also didn't understand what was going to happen at the end with the fire tokens, which was like, so a guy like Nick, who was expecting something big to happen at the end and had just hoarded six fire tokens towards the end he had to spend them on like some fucking immunity challenge disadvantage for somebody where like he would have been way more valuable just like buying himself a shit ton of peanut butter and keeping himself fed yeah like he had no idea he how to use he, the he also played in my opinion he's on my team not a good game not good but like there's there there are definitely there are definite flaws with both the edge the edge is way more flawed than fire tokens i think fire tokens could have a place in the game if you implement them properly. Like, I don't think they should be coming from at the edge. I don't think if you if you get voted out and you have... Like, the edge should just be gone, first of all. But, like, another thing. Like, Jeremy Jeremy just got voted out. So he has no, he has no advantages because he has no fire tokens. He had no opportunity to earn fire tokens. So he had no opportunity to gain advantages in this battle back. Mm-hmm. so like natalie's been out since day one and yeah she's a beast she's dominating the edge of extinction she's getting all these but jeremy's lasted longer like he should have the he, he should, should be... have the advantage because he was the one that played the game longer yeah he's the one that was that made it as far as he could why are you getting an advantage from being voted yeah out and, it, and it's weird because you have to give away your fire tokens when you're voted out but then you go to redemption where they've been earning fire tokens exactly that's what i'm saying yeah so all like all the people that have a lot of advantages in this next battle back thing are people who've been on the edge forever right so natalie has advantages tyson's been been on the edge been voted out twice he has some advantages not um boston rob has advantages and and idols that he can bring back into the game Mm -hmm. it's just like it's totally not with the essence of survivor which is like outlast that's one of the things all of these people on edge did not outlast they did not outwit they did not outplay they are there strictly because of a twist, and they're getting there. They the have one, advantages the, due to this twist. Here's the one thing in this season where I think Redemption Island has merit. A lot of these people got voted out because of their previous ties to some players. That's hey, wait, 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 wait. No, no. But is it though? Like yeah, it's part. All it's usually not though. It's usually not. But they're all returning. But players. that's what I'm saying is like because they're returning players, they have. They almost need like someone with a huge name 
needs the opportunity to come back because they that's what a redemption island would do ex- well yeah you can battle your way back yeah, sure. every week okay th- i agree but they should there should be some sort of like being able to battle back in a season where but you know what some Sucks names to like suck. no you it doesn't it out. I, do, I don't agree because someone like michelle who does who won survivor by accident pretty much she has no pressure to fucking not get voted out someone like a boston rob who's a known player Michelle Your guy is an anomaly that he made it this far. Michelle has connections. Michelle used to date Wendell. Like Michelle has connections yeah. to the survivor players. There's all of these guys have connections to somebody. It's just whether or not you're a good enough player to make those disadvantages seem like not so big of a deal to other players. That's really it. Like Tony, like Kim, Kim is a great player. Kim was labeled from episode one as a target because of that so-called poker alliance. And guess what she did? She adapted. She was able to maneuver and adapt her game to keep herself in and to maintain her biggest thing. I understand that, but thing was not, was I just not hate, getting Tony out early. I just hated how much like it was about the connections. I wish it was all about the, the, the I wish there was no history between any of them. I wish we could see it. I know. I wish their brains could get men in blacked and they just fucking were put on a beach and they're like, you have to compete for two mil. That's very idealist. I know. That's what I wish I could happen because I was like, ah, I have to hear about their poker games and See, who's I'm banging the, who. I'm, I'm the like, opposite because I like, I like having another, that's kind of like a, that's a social twist in the game. Mm-hmm. It's something where it's like, it's like, you don't have a blank slate. How do you adapt? Yeah. How can you adapt? We saw it with Boston Rob. And that's why I truly believe Boston Rob is not one of the best players to ever play the game because he walked into this season and he played the exact same game that he has always played. Tries to control people, tries to control the votes. He doesn't go running around trying to talk to everybody about strategy. He lets them come to him. It's a very mafioso, I'm the boss. Like you saw it when he got voted out. He was like, I have this strategy where you just keep everybody in the shelter so nobody can talk. People have watched your season, dude. They understand what you're doing. Why are you using the same strategies? That just shows to me that you can't adapt. Mm-hmm. You can't adapt, and you don't you don't know how to play any other way. You know what's funny? Not, you're not a versatile player. It's funny when you watch the season and you go, "How did that person win their season?" Like I think that with Nick, I, I like Nick's- Wendell was is like unbelievably bad. Well, do you want to hear about Wendell's season? Yeah, I, I must have forgot because I'm watching him. I'm like, this is awful well, gameplay. Wendell played, he played a, a season where him and his his like ride or die, Dom, Dominic. Dominic should have won the game. Dominic was like playing like a Tony-esque game where he was dominating everybody. But he, he ended up, so that was the first ever, that, that final vote was the first ever tie. So they tied, right? And it was the final three, and they tied with votes. Right. Between him and Dom. So they had to make a fire live? Oh, so they had to go to the third person sitting there. And the third person sitting there was Laurel, who was like best friends with Wendell. And she just gave it to him. My God. So that's how that season ended. So it was a very, 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 very close vote that should have gone one way and went the other way. Where it's like... That's just the reality. Like Wendell made a personal connection with this other person. Right. That's the game. Yeah. So that that one is like, I really wish Dom like, and I want to see Dom on a newer season, like on like as a returnee player, and see if he can adapt. Like these other great players. That's right. what I mean. Like Boston Rob can adapt. Parvati has adapted. Parvati adapted her game every single time she played. She had, she did something new. 
Right. And so like if you if you come in with the same game plan and everybody's seen your playbook, it's like you're not going to win. And that's so, where you're not you're like these these outside relationships, you should understand that everybody going in is going for that 2 million. And that's why Yule came in and he was like I watched a poker game where you all played together. I'm going to create this fictitious alliance to put targets on all your backs. Okay, let's uh, let's let's that's do predictions. That's using your I that's he- using your noggin and using I- using the circumstances to your advantage. I want to hear your prediction for the coming episode. All right. Yeah, like what is it so I, I'm assuming there's a battle back first. Natalie then 6-5-4. Natalie Anderson <laughs> See, this is the thing like the way that they're editing it and it's just like it's like Everything is pointing. It's almost like a huge red herring. Like everything's pointing to Natalie. It's like obvious. Like Natalie's gonna win. It almost makes me think she's not. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she will. Yeah, it's almost making me think she's not. But then that's the mind tricks that you play on yourself when you're trying to guess these kinds of things. Because it's like based on something that's okay. So say your top three people who could come back in the battle back: Tyson, Natalie, and there's a lot of fucking people. Like. I could see, I could see, I could see, Bo- I could see Boston Rob coming back. I could see Yule. Jeremy coming back. I don't think Yule is going to come back. Can you imagine if he does though? It would be nothing. He hasn't done anything in the game. There's no point. Okay, so uh, let's say, okay, so let's say Natalie, your favorite, comes back. Who goes home first? My idea, my ideal person that comes back too is just somebody that was post merge. Like after the, if you made it to the merge, I would prefer that you came back opposed to as opposed to somebody that was like voted out first right so let's say not yet so what, what was your hypothetical let's say natalie comes back okay who goes home who comes goes home right away yeah i think tony uses his idol so he's safe because everybody on the edge knows tony's control it's like to, like you heard rob boss and rob at tribal he was like dude tony's a boss so everybody heard that Everybody knows. Ben has an idol too, right? Yeah. So I think they both use their idols. And I think, honestly, Sarah could be in trouble. Sarah could go home. Sarah could be in trouble if that if that's the case. Also, Michelle, because, though. If they wanted her gone. Oh, man. People want to take a shot at Tony. The edge returner, especially if it's Natalie, because she has an idol too. Right. Or Tyson. He has an idol. Rob Boston. does too. Rob has an idol to come back. Any of these guys who have these idols will be playing so fucking hard right when they ro- walk in. And who are they going to be playing hard against? Tony. Yeah. Tony has an Dude, idol can you to imagine if any one of these people came back and didn't lose immunity once? I've honestly just convinced myself that if somebody comes back with an idol, Sarah's going home. Yeah. Like I've, I've almost okay, so Sarah, myself. let's say Sarah goes home. I think I think either Denise or uh, what the fuck's his name? Cowboy hat guy. Ben. Ben goes next. Okay. Yeah, they're, because they're going to be worried about the fire challenge for Ben. Yeah, and and then we get down to like, oh god, your boy Tony could be going next because that's when he's lo- like, that's when it's uh, the floodgates are open. That, he has to win that. He has to, or he has to beat somebody at fire. Nobody's going to take him. No, unless it's Sarah. Sarah's the only person that would take him. I, you know what? Ben might take him. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ben might take him, man. Because the way the what Tony's really good at is convincing people is like you're not going to win unless the best are there with you. He will spin that game till the sun goes down, you know? But I don't think that'll work. I don't think that'll work like it did in Kageyan. 
Man, Sarah, person, my the Sarah, thing that pisses I, me off I'm is that I I'm for sure getting a spray tan because <laughs> Sarah has been playing the biggest fucking like well, pussy well, game Sarah's, ever. Sarah is your one chance, your one chance, and this is like is saying that she used Tony as a meat shield. That's no, pretty much it. No, this is your chance right here. Edge Returner comes back, and they approach Sarah, and they say to Sarah, "Listen, Sarah." You might think you have this in the bag, but I've been on the edge with all of the jury. And all they talk about is how we need to get Tony because Tony is a shoe in to win. She needs to get, she or he needs to get it through Sarah's head. And Sarah needs to make Tony feel safe enough so that he doesn't use his idol and they have to blindside him. That's the only way. And she won't though. She's a, she's a fucking golden retriever right now. But will, but she might. Because Tony blindsided the shit out of her in Kageyan. And they can use that to be like, listen, it's fucking eye for an eye, baby. Yeah. He, you've never blindsided him. He blindsided you. That has never been, you've never been, um, you've never had retribution for that. So you, that's the way I would do it. If yeah. I was, because I'm a Survivor super fan. So if I, if I was on edge, and I knew what had happened previously because, like, we everybody. I mean, watched, yeah, I think everyone. Everybody's watched Kagayan. So you, you go in and you say, "Listen, Sarah, you know that this is for two million dollars, right? According to everybody on Edge, you are the next best player left in this game. There's one obstacle standing in front of you right now, and it's somebody that has blindsided you in the past for money. Mm. I don't care if you have an alliance, a pregame alliance with this man. I don't care if you're best friends with this man." This is $2 million. Tony's the ultimate gamer, and he will forgive you. You need to make this move, or you come second place. And that's the way you run it down. You have to make this move. Yeah. And we have, you have to make him comfortable enough so that we can make this move, because we all saw him offer you an idol at Tribal, and we all know he has one. So you are the key to this, Sarah. You need to make him comfortable enough so that he does not use his idol, and that we can get him. And I think we leave Survivor Talk at that. And that's the only way that Tony gets kicked. And that's the only way Sarah wins. Uh, yeah. And I think we leave Survivor Talk at that. And I think we have an emergency podcast on Thursday and release it quick to talk about who's getting the spray tan. Mm -hmm. I come down here, we do a half hour. And we can and we can, we can try to Photoshop like us with like the orange skin. Yeah. We do a quick podcast. See what it would look like. And, and we talk about it. Okay. And because uh, it's a huge event. I mean, I have to dye my skin bright orange. A, a, do you want to do you want to go through what happened last episode? So like just quickly, Luke lost Luke lost Jeremy, Luke lost Nick, and it doesn't look like any of Luke's Edge of Extinction returnees. You know what was so annoying? I so, called my mom and told her the fucking circumstances and how the draft was done. And you know that classic thing where people go. How could you possibly draft a team like that after it's all said and done? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I fucking drafted like Survivor. Like, I like I'm not. I'm, the, I'm a fan. Up until three episodes ago, you had the advantage. exactly, and I fucking hate. I shouldn't have opened my mouth because it pissed me off. Because it was like that classic of opinion of like, if I, oh, if only I had done the draft, like I would have picked the best team ever. It's like, oh, dude, my brother did that to me when I picked my team. He yeah. said, remember, he said to he said to us. He was like, Aaron, I don't think you have a shot now because all because my guy, I picked with my heart. I picked my favorite. See, players. and I don't know survive. I, I'm a big fan, but I forget shit, and I'm not. 
But I didn't I, pick with my head. If I picked with my head, I would have picked like I would have picked like I literally just picked people I remembered. That's it. I didn't remember like a lot of people. I would have picked a Jeremy if I was using my head. I would have picked picked like a Wendell or like a like a I mean, there was a point where we said Yule is for sure going to win the game. <laughs> we both we were positive that, yeah. about it. I was like, I just picked my my top three favorite players: Tony, Tyson, and Yule. And then Parvati is my next favorite, and Kim. Those were my top five. I picked those because they were my favorite players. Yeah, that's like all I did. I didn't have much strategy behind it. I just, I always, whenever I do a fantasy draft for anything, I never want to have to cheer against my favorite guys. So I always try to like that's why in fantasy football I always have some Buffalo Bills guys on my team. Oh yeah. So that I can I Well can, this year th- there's a lot of appealing yeah. When's that draft by the way? Uh the fantasy draft it's usually like we usually do it August. Like right after um we usually do it right after preseason? Yeah, right at when the rosters are set. Right. So like I always pick a Buffalo Bill because I know I'm going to be watching the Bills games, so I want to have somebody in from a fantasy perspective to cheer for. Right, and that's the same way I picked for Survivor. I'm like, I don't want to have to cheer against Tony. I don't want Luke to rub Tony's moves in my face because I love Tony and I want to. I want to cheer for him. Mm-hmm. I don't want Yule because pregame Yule is like Yule's one the smartest Survivor winner ever. Like just from a pure IQ standpoint. So I was like, I don't want Yule to be running circles around these guys and Luke telling me I should have picked him. I should have picked him. So in my head, I was like, I gotta pick him. Yeah, Tyson makes me laugh. I, I gotta. Tyson I, makes dude, me laugh. I gotta stop talking Survivor right Why? now. Why? Because I gotta go home and eat dinner. And okay, but I want to play a couple of videos. Oh and, yeah, so we're gonna stop what I want to do. No, we talked about it for like, twenty minutes. Yeah, you know what? I see fuck right. you! Ooh, fuck you! Oh, Harvey, no! Park no, it's not enough. Park your car. Keep no! Like what the hell? You better get you the pause fuck this for a second. There's a certain. Banshee sound? No, no. There's a certain like level of scream. Like when your voice breaks like that, you've like lost the argument. Yeah, you're like, you look weak, especially with a bowl cut. And it's just, but it's just like it's like you've lost your fucking center. Like you've you've gone off the rails at this point. Yeah. Like there's a certain level. Like when somebody starts screaming at you to that level, where it's like this guy has lost control of all of his emotions <laughs> yeah. or hers. You're like, fuck you. Like, yeah. 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 Right there, it's like oh, no, he also has the perfect look. No, like what the hell? You, lost. you better get the fuck away from me. Fuck you. We have a car. We have this is a road wheel over here, man. Can you please move? Everyone better stop fucking yelling at me right now. It's not that fucking moving. Can you please move your car? Thank you. Same thing to a fucking car owner. The car will be Okay. I don't listen to you either. Shield. Listen, you short fucking piece of shit. Okay? Oh, she told me I'm a short fucking piece of shit. Grow some fucking balls, baby. Grow some fucking balls. Man, it takes a lot of balls to yell at somebody from your position. You can talk all the fuck you want, all you fucking Hawaiians. The white lady's fucking crazy. You can talk all the fuck that you want, you fucking motherfucker. No, it's not enough. It is not. There's the the voice break. I want to know what she's talking. It's not enough. What's she going on about? Um, I think she's going on about a lot of things in her life, and now she's taking it out on a poor parking lot security guard. I think that's really what. This it is. is something that you can relate to, because I think you've told me a few times. Oh, whoa! Oh, you you've told me a few times, like you think you're the toughest guy, but I I don't know. Hey, Nick. 
How you doing, buddy? That's cute little fucking message you left me. I like the buddy in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no chase. Patrol, motherfucker. So that's all that's in my blood. You know what I'm saying? That's all I drink. No water. I don't know what the fuck. You guys are probably drinking uh, Miller Lite, fucking... The Secret Security. Uh, Natty Ice. Whatever the fuck you guys drink the up there. Secret Service. <laughs> so I think he's... Someone said something about him, so he's, like, replying via video message. Yeah, so that's what he's got his Chippendales Secret Service behind him. <laughs> yeah. You guys are from Boston. You guys don't know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? You guys are, you guys are all pussy. Next time I come up there, I'm gonna probably sleep in your dorm room. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of your roommate. Take his bed. You know? Because, uh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm probably the one of the most toughest motherfuckers you know. I fuck niggas up. Including you, <laughs> I can't Nick. use that word, dude. Including you, Nick. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Chip and Dale. He needs another shot. We'll come up there, probably smack a couple of your teachers, <laughs> the professors, the fucking what RAs, they, what they do? the deans. The deans. I don't give a fuck. Cause I get shit done. <laughs> we pop up in this shit, motherfucker. Everybody's about to get slapped by this guy. You know what I'm saying? Can I get money? Did I also mention? Does he have a gun? I don't know what Chippendale's doing in the back. <laughs> it's his hype man. His hype man. You chip. <laughs> I ain't doing this shit for a living, Nick. You know what I'm saying? I get that money. Get at me. You know where I'm at. You know what I'm about. What's up? That's like, that's such a dream scenario. Having Chip and Dale behind you? Oh, just well, fuck yourself. Just if you're like in a, you're in a fight, like, or like a, like a disagreement with somebody. And then they send you that. It's like, you just won. You won the art. Oh, yeah. You won everything. Everything that has been disputed. This guy sends you that and like auto win. All of his arguments go out the window. You're like But here's the okay. thing, he thinks it he thinks he's cool. So if you no, play he that he's winning the argument by doing this. Having a hot guy behind him, Jack dancing to fifty cent. So this is this reminded me of Will Ferrell's skit bat fight. Instead we have a broom fight. They're lucky they don't send in that Russian military guy with the bro. <laughs> look, look at these guys. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> no. Dude, that would kill. They look stiff as a board, too. They're two <laughs> old men. Oh. Where do they find those brooms? Oh. Big tilt. That's enough. Oh. Oh. At least he didn't go headshot. Dude, I love that. Toughest, The toughest motherfucker. I think we can all learn something. Give him the sweep. Yeah, give us a little more. So to go with the fight, though, this is what the future of fights look like. Sure. So we have two men just spitting on each other. Neither have wiped their face yet. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Either of them have even wiped their face. Off. You see him dot like there should be an MMA class with this. Spit fights. Spit quando? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, right in the mouth. Dude, right when he leans into spit, bang. No, you can't do that in a spit fight. What are you, crazy? Spit shot. This is just a cool skill I found. You tell me what you think. That was cool. <laughs> I mean, isn't that unique? She had her eyes rolling back in her head. I don't know what was happening with her. Yeah. Um, do you want end times to end the podcast off? Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a solemn song to bring us out. So this is So we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. This is Luke and Aaron with the LA. No, podcast. I think we need to we never got to comment on this last time. I yeah, think we you did. No, barely you said you wanted me to play it again so you could legitimately comment on it. I thought I thought let's maybe, play, I let's, thought maybe we, we sign off and we just sit here and watch it. Twenty twenty is the beginning of the end. Yeah. We're not gonna have an official sign off after this, but we want you guys to remember that this could be the end. So make the most of your time and watch the LA podcast. Pack your bags and just pray. It's about to be the end. Time is up in this year. It's about to be darker days coming near. Sky is empty, filled with fear. Time is near in this year. It's about to be. Broken seals will appear Trumpets sounding finally here Time is here and is here It's about to be Darker days coming near Sky is empty filled with fear Time is near and is here It's about to be Creature You saw it? Knocking the door shall be open unto you For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Pack your bags and just pray, it's about to be the end, time is up in this year, it's about to be... Darker days coming near, sky is empty, filled with fear. Time is near and is here. It's about to be broken seals will appear. Trumpets sounding finally here. I love the shaking eye. And is here. It's about to be darker days coming near. Sky is empty, filled with fear. Time is near and is here. It's about to be shh. So eerie. For our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So she just stole that from fucking Metallica. She's, she like thinks Saying she's like... the Lord's Prayer in the middle of a song? You're literally stealing that from Metallica. She like thinks she's like Iggy Azalea at, at this point. I mean, she's a very attractive lady, but she's got a very negative outlook on life. Ooh, that's that's a message. That was a good poll. So why is she like dedicating time to her music career if she thinks it's over? Might as well make that bank while you can. It's already over. That's true. The light. <laughs> so she's religious. I think that's being made clear right now. She's satanic, I believe.
The revelation? Okay. You know. <laughs> oh? I got a question. Quick. What's the revelation? Book of Revelations is like the. Um, it's the end of the Bible. It's the last chapter. It's like. What the, happens? It describes the apocalypse. What happens in it? <sighs> That's for another time. No, come on. There's a lot. Give me a one second breakdown. You can't. It's the apocalypse. Should I read it? Yeah. When's it due to happen? I don't know. They don't put a date on she it. Se she seems to think soon. They don't put a date on the apocalypse. That's why, like, <laughs> that's why, like, people believe in it because they don't have a solid, like, if they put a date on it, they'd be like, oh, that date's already passed, so this is bullshit. You can't put an absolute on something you want people to believe because then if it doesn't happen. Right. That's why they say someday Jesus will come back. And here's the thing, guys. Someday. To go along with putting a date on things, we can't put a date on when our record-breaking podcast is going to happen. We, we just can't. can't. We need Guinness to hit us yeah, up. We've been we've been trying to communicate with Guinness, and there's a lot going on. In fairness, so uh, that's our little update. And we've already signed off of this podcast. Well, no, we're gonna thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe, comment, follow, like. It helps us a lot. It helps with the algorithms. It helps us gain an audience. So hopefully one day we can get fucking. A bigger better audience, guess, better guests. Absolutely. We want to make some fucking cheddar. Help us make cheddar. Anyways. <clears throat> Thank you very much. That's, it. That's, That's how we fix it. it. I had to show Steph that. Thank you guys.